Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen, to the deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. We're coming up on Tuesday night. Seattle cracking in town to uh, drop the puck in the Oilers' uh, home preseason schedule. But uh, not before the Oilers play a preseason tilt in Calgary on Sunday. 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock. Puck drop, the Oilers and the Flames. And I'll have uh, Cam Moon with the call on Sunday and Jack Michaels with the call on Tuesday. We'll hear from Jack today at 1.35. Mark Spector coming up momentarily. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Cor- uh, River Curry Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. The River Curry Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Lots of texts coming in on movies... Uh, that you hated the most. Uh, several, uh, we got lots of people did not like Natural Born Killers. Lots of people did not like American Psycho. That's a movie that I did not like. I get what the social commentary was. It doesn't mean that you don't have to hate them. I hated the movie. Uh, Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stafford. And tweet Brendan at Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. Off to the River Cray Resort Casino Hotline. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Catch the Alberta Fall uh, Alberta Breeders. Let's do that again. Catch the Alberta Breeders Fall Classic October 2nd at Century Mile featuring seven races for Alberta bred horses only plus live thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday at a post time of 6.15 p.m. Sportsnet Spec joins us right now. Spec, how are you doing? Oh, doing pretty well, Bobby. Just standing here in Ford Hall. Got my uh, early stance for when the home game is on Tuesday night. Think I can just camp out here till then? Right, well, <laughs> I don't know. If we boot you up before then, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, uh, do you have a movie that you just hated? Like, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'll tell you what happened last night is I... Uh, 
had a little bit of a, a late nap, like at 8.45, because I was bored watching the uh, the Carolina Panthers NFL game. And even though it was interesting uh, seeing Chuba Hubbard get in there and go for a few reps, I was good after a significant injury, obviously, uh, for the Panthers at uh, tailback, uh, losing McCafferty. But uh, fell asleep, woke up around, uh, around 11, 11.30, and, and flicked on American Psycho because it was just available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And forgot how much I hated that movie. Like, <laughs> wow, movies. I don't hate many things, Bob. Hate's a strong word. Well, it's lots of people hate you, so I mean, yeah, I, that's okay. I don't hate them back. There you, oh, you, block you, you them, are, Bob. you are the, block them. you are the highest moral virtue, speculate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. With you. you know, I couldn't stand Greece, and I hated the soundtrack to Greece. Everyone loved Greece. I couldn't stand Greece. Uh, what else? I don't know. That's all I got. I'm not. I. I you know what? I'm you couldn't stand Greece. Hated Greece. Yeah. Uh, Hated Greece. Uh, well, now wasn't Olivia Newton-John? She's playing like a girl in grade twelve. Oh my God! And, don't remind me. Can we move on from this? And she was like thirty-two <laughs> or thirty-three years of age. It was yeah. kind of like Aiden Quinn in the movie Reckless with Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Uh, which had a great soundtrack, by the way. Uh, a terrific soundtrack in the movie Reckless. But uh, uh-huh. I, be- I believe Aiden Quinn was in his late, like, 29 or 30 playing a high school student as well. So uh, There you go. There you have it. All right. Well, uh, Mark, lots to get to. Um, and we'd be remiss without mentioning that you wrote the uh, – maybe your – is that your most controversial piece that you've written in the last – you're so in terms of the level of engagement that you got uh, on on Josh Archibald, the comparison and contrast between the situation with Duncan Keith and Josh Archibald, and uh, sort of the discussion around the vaccination with players. Is that as is as much response as you've gotten out of, uh, lately out of anything you've written? Yeah, you know what? Sometimes when you're a columnist, that's that's what you hope for. Is a, a topic arises that happens to be a very you know important and popular topic out there. So. You know, sometimes you, you, you listen in my business. I can think of a lot of pieces I worked for two, three days on, and I fell in love with, and they went out there, and barely anyone read them. And it, a piece like this one, where you get a topic that is red, smoking hot. The Oilers are coming back into you know starting camp. Uh, the COVID issue, the anti-vax issue, Duncan Keith. Everyone is quite concerned about how he's going to play. All those things came together. You know, I did was pretty hard on Josh Archibald. Uh, yeah, that in, there was a ton of engagement on that piece. It did real well. So, you know what? That just tells you that that people people care about the orders and they care about whether they're vaccinated or not vaccinated. And it was a good, quite a split on people. You know, there's a lot of people taking rips at uh, Archibald and a whole bunch of people coming to his defense as well, Bob. In the province of Alberta now, uh, 73.2% of the population 12 plus is fully vaccinated we're up to 82 percent that have got a single shot and that's uh, been an increase of two and a half percent over the last week so uh that's a, that's good we got to keep going got to keep getting tw- you know and be ah you know and then i'm gonna and i know it's gonna happen you know what's gonna happen right now on the tax line spec i'm gonna get the anti-vaxxers out there and they're gonna want to have you know quit telling me what to do but the reality is, what was the what was the gist of you? You said you were hard on on Josh Archibald. What was your from your perspective? What should happen here with Josh Archibald? Well, what should happen? I mean, he should get vaccinated and, and 
do the right thing for, you know, it's sort of a macro micro thing. The the macro thing is our whole society. We wouldn't have a pandemic if people were all vaccinated, right? I mean, that's that's absolutely 100% clear. There would be no pandemic. We wouldn't be arguing about how many people can go to a hockey game. We wouldn't be dealing with showing passports to get into a restaurant. If people would get uh, vaccinated, there would be no pandemic. So the micro thing is a, a hockey team like the Edmonton Oilers are trying to get something done here. Uh, they're trying to, you know, have a, what they hope will be a special season and, and really start something. And what the, the one thing that can really derail them is what derailed, you know, the New Jersey Devils and Buffalo and the Vancouver Canucks last year. So on a micro level, having one guy in your midst who refuses to be vaccinated uh, can really, you know, jeopardize the whole deal here. So uh, listen, if you're Connor McDavid and you're that guy and he's not, he's been advocating for getting the vaccine. But if you were a man of his skill, the team may take some measures to try to, you know, play along with you a little bit. When you're Josh Archibald, uh, I don't believe that they will take any of those measures. I think they're going to let this thing ruminate for a week or so. They're going to let Josh Archibald make his decision. And closer to the end of camp, it's going to be decision day for Josh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Archibald, and that decision is going to be get vaccinated and remain in order or don't get vaccinated and don't remain in order. Now, there is one other option. What's that? He could push it forward for a year and he could opt out. Well, then he wouldn't be in order this year. So he would yes. not be in order this year. The orders would get the cap relief this year and then they could look at potentially uh, uh, placing uh, Archibald with a new organization. I guess that in theory, that could be an option. Uh, There's a few ways to go here, right? If he goes to Bakersfield, not only does he get his whole $1.5 million, Bob, but it's my understanding he doesn't have to, um, uh, they will not take any, uh, oh, I've lost the word now. Um, well, he, yeah, he gets his, he gets $1.5 million. He, he gets paid full for playing in the minors. And, right. And the Oilers get about a uh, million bucks worth of cap relief. Right. On that, right? So basically, right. you're keeping Turris or Perlini here instead of him. But he's making his whole salary. Yes, he point, is. Right? And um, if he stays in Edmonton and try, if they were to stay in Edmonton to play, which I don't think will happen, he will lose, you know, somewhere between 40 and 50 percent of his salary for all the inactive days he's going to have. Because uh, because if he flies to the States and plays all five games on a road trip and now we're getting to the point, Mark, where we're starting to hear stories that there are buildings in the U.S. If you're not vaccinated, you're not going into those buildings. So does that apply to the players? 
Um, Good question. Right. I mean, Mark, is it possible? And the thing is, all along the line with the pandemic, the goalposts of the you know the goalposts have moved a bit, and it's been a fluid situation. What was true two weeks ago might not be true in two weeks from now. It might be they might have to just change the rule and just say, you know what, if you're not vaccinated, you're not playing. Sorry. Well, may, I think it's becoming so difficult to be that player now, to be Josh Archibald, to be Tyler Bertuzzi, that it, it just doesn't make sense almost, but particularly for a Canadian team. To try to be an unvaccinated player in a Canadian team doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, the last option would be for, you know, I don't think it's fair to the Oilers, frankly, for the player to just go to Bakersfield and then they ought to pay him a million and a half. He's not even playing for him. Uh, although that would be an option. And you and know last- damn well, I mean, at a million and a half dollars, with all due respect to Josh, who's a nice guy and, uh, you know, is, is a very effective penalty killer and a guy you can move up and down in the lineup. Because he's unvaccinated, because there's limitations about where he could be able to play, he's not exactly the easiest guy to trade either, Speck. It's very difficult to trade that player, for sure. And it's also, if you put him in Baco, you can't... I guess you could call him up when you're playing in the States, but you can't call him up to play in Canada because it's a 14-day quarantine. So, you know what? It's, it's, there's just so many things. There's meetings, you know, uh, to have one un- unvaccinated player in your meeting room. There's, there's meal, team meals, team dinners on the road. There's buses, there's planes, all of this stuff that one player, let alone one fourth-line player, is asking the team to go through on his behalf. They're not going to do it, Bob. In my opinion, they're not going to do it. So he's going to have to figure out, if he doesn't get vaccinated, where he's going to play hockey this year. But again, uh, it won't be in an Edmonton Oilers jersey, in my opinion. I've never seen this exchange. Uh, 4-3-2, is that a new number for Alberta, for an exchange? I've, I've not seen that. Stop it, says the texter. No one cares about COVID. That's what the text says. Well, unfortunately, it's affecting the makeup of the lineup. I mean, there you go. It's it's the it's uh, it's the makeup of the lineup. It does play a, uh, a a factor. It's 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 worked itself. I mean, Mark, on the opening day of of training camp, it's a story. It was a story for especially in Canada for the seven Canadian teams, partially because of how Canada has dealt with. Uh, uh, the pandemic versus the United States. We know the difference between blue and red states, but also because of Canadian quarantine rules. That's one of the biggest reasons why it's such a big issue. I'm amazed that people say it's not a relevant issue. Well, it is, but I think I think we've hit. You know, we've we've beaten on Archibald for a couple of days. I think I think what the Oilers are going to do here. This story is going to go away because I think that uh, the Oilers are going to just kind of let this thing ruminate for a while. And in the meantime, in the meantime, there's three or four guys that are looking for Josh Archibald's job on this team. And uh, every day that passes, you know, guys like Tyler Benson, uh, a guy like uh, Kyle Torres, uh, you know, Devin Shore, those kind of guys, they're all, they're not necessarily looking for Archibald's job. They're just looking for a job on this yep. team. And uh, it will be at his expense if he doesn't get back and start playing hockey soon. All right, Mark. Let's uh, get to your thoughts, Mark Spector, for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Who has impressed you in terms of uh, you've been in the building for the uh, the opening uh, couple days on the ice, including today's scrimmage? Who have you liked? Well, I thought that I was happy to see Tyler Benson have an excellent scrimmage today. Uh, I thought that he was around the puck a lot. And, uh, you know, he's actually lost a little bit of weight. 
which I guess when you're, you know, he said today, I'm always trying to get faster because that's been his sort of Achilles heel, his foot speed. So maybe losing a couple pounds won't hurt. I'm not saying he was fat by any means, but he's in. He he's another guy. He's kind of grown into a man here. Uh, he's stronger than he's ever been, and it shows on the ice. So I was happy to see that. There's a guy that I, I kind of, you know, I'll pump my fist under the table a little for a, a local kid who's really put his dues in, Bob, around here. He's not just walking in the door, right? He's put his time in the AHL. He's worked it, you know, worked his butt off to be an NHL player, and I think this is his time. So uh, I was, you know, I'm happy to see that. Um, And, uh, you know, I kind of like what I saw. I was happy to see Carnevalov today. He looks very sharp. He's a sharp-looking goalie. It's odd to see such a small goalie. I'm so accustomed to seeing a Smith or Koskinen in the net. They're both so big. But uh, I'm not going to judge a goalie how he looks in a rookie game or a scrimmage. But he's certainly passing the tests so far. The tests are going to get tougher for him, and that's when we're going to see when he starts facing you know, other teams. I think that's what we're going to really read the book on Konovalov. One of the things that's been quite obvious is it appears as though the coaches have, uh, they got a lot of time right now for Evan Bouchard, Mark. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, you can tell that's a, the pro, how this project's going. Like, remember when Jesse Pogliarvi came back? Yeah. And it was exceedingly positive reviews from all corners on this kid. They just opened the door so wide for him to succeed. He still had to get the job done and do the work. But they they left, you know, there was never any, oh, I don't know about this kid, or, oh, he's got to earn it. Or, you know what? They just welcomed the guy. And they really set open a path for Pogliarvi to do what he's done. And now it's Bouchard, right? He's, he's another guy. He's put his time in. You know, he's not another Oilers kid first-round pick that just walked in the door around here, right? He's had his AHL time. He's had his junior time. He played in Europe. He sat around last year and basically was a black ace for almost the whole year. And uh, he's ready, man. He's he's physically ready. They think he's mentally ready. And I really get a sense from the other players, the way they're talking about him and the way Dave Tippett's talking about him, that they're opening up the door for this kid to succeed. And uh, now let's watch it. In the end, the player has to you know, has to execute the the performance here. But the Oilers are hoping he's good. The players are expecting that he's good. And I think it's really makes it confident, right? Uh, uh, An atmosphere where where Evan Bouchard uh, feels welcome and confident to come in here and be the defense when they think he can be. Yeah, no question about that. We're joined right now by Mark Spector for the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers getting started against the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, preseason tilt uh, coming up on uh, Sunday night. Uh, Mark, uh, it's interesting. Connor McDavid said yesterday the Oilers have confidence in their coaching, or sorry, in their goaltending. Mike Smith talked about the fact that it's going to be different for Mike Smith last year. Basically, the Oilers, with kind of how it worked, Mark, 12 of the first 13 games Koskinen started, and then Smith got a ton of action in the final 43 games, like played 34, 35 games of the final. They really had a number one goalie all year. They're going to need to truly split it again because it's a different travel schedule this year, Mark. Yeah, they're going to have to split it, and that's, you know, I've said this before here, Bob. To me, if if you can guarantee me that both these guys stay healthy, I think that I can get my head around a tandem of Koskinen and Smith for one last year here, uh, and it will be one last year. Uh, but the issue comes if either guy isn't healthy because, you know, Smith is 39, and you just can't 
throw a month and a half of straight the hockey at him. He needs his breaks. And Koskinen is unable to play four, five, six in a row. We've shown that over a large body of work. It's it's just the way it is with this guy. So uh, I think they're okay, Bob, as long as those two guys are playing every day. Uh, the minute you get an injury, though, um, I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's going to be an interesting one because we now know that uh, Alex Stalock will not uh, be an option according to uh, yeah. Oilers general manager Ken Holland. It's his belief that he will not play this season. <laughs> But hey, spe- so you got you got a 39-year-old, a 33-year-old, and your third organizational goalie has played one NHL, NHL game in his life, Bob. That's 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 Mark, fine by the seat of your pants, right there, isn't it? Mark, there's a thing called waivers, and the Oilers are low on contracts right now. I think they're, yeah. I think they could be as low as 42. Uh, I think I was incorrect yesterday when I said they're at 44 contracts. I think they're at 43 contracts and de- uh, deduct one. Uh, if Tyler Tulio and he's come on, he's going back to junior. We know that he might get one preseason game in. Uh, what else are you going to be watching? The uh, Edmonton Elks mark they're uh, they're two and four. Uh, they got to buy this week. They're zero and four at home. Got to find a way to win at home, don't you? Well, you'd hope to be able to win at home. I mean, it's <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it's the CFL. That someone needs to come in that you're better than once in a while. You know, they lost a the game to Ottawa. Is that the only game Ottawa's won this year? Yes. Yeah, they lost a the home game to Ottawa to start. Um, you know, it's it's a it's just such a goofy year. Like, look at uh, I I never did find out the answer to this question. Does, does anybody out there know when the last time is the, the CFL West playoffs began and neither Calgary nor Edmonton were in them? I think it's a it's a really long time, if ever, Bob. I think it's been like you know what I think Jason Greger might have tweeted something out like that. It was like fifty. I always like to give credit where credit's. Due. I think it's been like fifty yeah. years. I yeah, can't. It's, so no, so I that's can't. how weird this year is. It's a you know the CFL's been shut down here for a couple of years. Uh, guys are coming up here playing for almost no money. We really didn't know how good anyone would be. There's a totally huge turnover in players. Half these guys, you know, we're just getting to know who they are. Uh, and it's a topsy-turvy year, and right now it's been more turvy than topsy <laughs> for the Elk. Uh, they haven't been good enough. It's, I watched them play. You know, the offensive line hasn't been good enough. Uh, I like. I don't mind Cornelius, the quarterback. It looks like there's a ton of quarterback there, Bob. But everybody who's ever watched the CFL knows that NCAA quarterbacks don't just walk into this league and 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 star. Right, they walk in this league and well, they take their lick. They take on, their lick before he, they start. He quarterbacked at Oklahoma State, which is a the Big Twelve's a weaker conference. You know, he's he, he was a good athlete on that team. That's where Chuba Hubbard played. Uh, they've traditionally been able to run the football, but they're they're a seven and five, eight and four team every year. Well, there's a there's a ton of quarterback there. Like his arm is a, he's got a missile for an arm. He's six foot five and all of those things. But listen, it's a huge step up, and I'm not blaming this guy. I thought he showed had great flashes, but he made two mistakes for pick six his last game. And you know, if you're going to play a quarterback, a complete rookie quarterback, and they're forced into that, you have to live with Mark, mistakes. That's just the way it is. If you're going to play a rookie quarterback, you have to manage the field. So when a team misses two field goals in a row, don't run the ball out of that zone and get you know uh, brought down within your own fifth on back-to-back sequences too. And it, that's, that's poor coaching right there. I mean, the first time it's on the returner, the second time it's on the special teams coach, uh, right, Bob? Mark, we for once we rarely agree. Uh, Mark, <laughs> we'll talk on Tuesday, okay? 
All right, Bobby, have a great weekend. That is Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. And a reminder that uh, the Alberta Breeders Fall Classic takes place October 2nd on Century Mile. It features seven races for Alberta-bred horses only, plus live thoroughbred racing. Friday and Saturday, post time, 6.15. All right, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than a task when vehicles right now are in short supply, but Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin want you to know that they do have a full-size Bronco in stock and, incredibly, had a cancellation on a 2022 King Ranch Super Duty. Uh, If you call out, one of the boys will do a video for you. Even better, stop by at Brent Ridge Ford. Go see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Very quickly, we're going to dip into the Oilers now. Injury report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, they are the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, goaltender Kevin Lankinen in Chicago. He's in COVID protocol, obviously did not practice with the team today. Washington calling Nick Backstrom week to week as he works his way back from a lingering hip issue. Bothered him last season as well. And then Flames prospect Connor Zeri, he's week to week with a fractured ankle. Jets defenseman Dylan Sandberg's high ankle sprain is going to sideline him six to eight weeks. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, one of my two winners, radio play-by-play partners, Jack Michaels. From Rogers Place, this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.